When the noise grew distant, he held the phone to his ear and listened to Kit breathe. You okay, man? Kit asked. Yeah. Look, I need a favor. What? I need you to go up to Wolf Creek Bend. Mandy has a parcel of land up there, inherited it from her grandparents. She's starting an equestrian center and has an opening for a ranch hand. She can't seem to keep that job filled. Rocco sighed. I don't need a pity job. Jesus, Kit, leave me the fuck alone. Right, cause you and that truck, you're tight, man. It's all you need. Kit, look, her land backs to blades. I'm gonna bring him home in a couple of weeks, but I'm not sure how long I can stay. If you're there, you could check in on him now and then after I leave. And Mandy seriously needs the help. Something funky's going on up there. I don't think she's safe. Rocco rubbed his eyes. Mandy was Kit's half-sister. She'd been in junior high school and Kit had been a senior in high school before they ever knew they were related, before both of their lives had gone to hell. Somehow, through letters and occasional visits, they'd become close over the years. If Kit said she needed help, then she did. What do you mean, funky? Just weird shit. She can't keep staff. There have been some unexplained accidents on the construction site. The cops don't think it's anything unusual, but it don't sit right with me. You looked into the construction company? They checked out. There was a pause filled with unsaid things. I can't leave for a while yet. I'm getting out as well. I'm going to work for a private company. Blade, too. You guys going Merck? Tremaine Industries isn't a firm of mercenaries. Owen Tremaine's hiring former Red Teamers. He wants the three of us. I'll talk to you about it when I get out there. Until then, I'd feel a lot better if he went up to Mandy's to see what's going on. What the hell? What did he have to lose? He'd have work, a place to sleep, a chance to find normal again, a chance to heal. The sooner he got better, the sooner he could go back for his son. Fine, I'll head out today. Thanks, bro. I owe you. Rocco had a flash of the afternoon Kid and Blade pulled him out of the pit he'd been stashed in after the explosion. He'd spent seven years in the Hindu Kush, four of them observing the infamous warlord Galib Halim. No one else had come looking for him. No one thought he'd survive the blast, except for his two buds. Hell, he'd been red-teaming so deep and so long, no one else even knew he existed. They'd given him a canteen, an MRE, and an M16 that day. Then the three of them had taken the cave where Halim was holed up, executing a kill order that had been years in the making. No, Kit. You don't owe me. We're a long way from even. Rocco? What? Try to keep it together. Feel me? I want an update in a few days. Roger that. Rocco dropped the connection. Wind slipped past the low ranch house and curled around Rocco's legs, carrying a feminine whisper of ragged words. The late May morning bit like a winter day. He shoved the door shut on his old Ford pickup, letting its creak announce him. A slow look around the decrepit property showed him a barn in an advanced state of collapse, two large overgrown pastures, a small older farmhouse screaming for a new roof and a paint job, a steel building, 
and a larger ranch house that looked about a century newer than the little farmhouse. Rocco shoved his thrift store cowboy hat on his head and made his way to the steel building where he could hear a woman's frustrated mumbles. She had a weed whacker gutted on a counter and was leaning over it with a screwdriver. She still hadn't heard him. So, do you get off torturing small engines, or did that one just make you mad? he asked, standing at the entrance to the big cluttered workshop. The woman jumped about a foot, then sent him a glare over her shoulder. She looked away and swiped the back of her hand across both eyes. Then, drawing a deep breath, she came over to him as she shoved her hands into the back pockets of her jeans. Light fell across her face. Rocco was unprepared for the effect she had on him. Her skin was pale, smooth like cream. Freckles sprinkled lightly across her nose. Her cheeks were rosy with the day's crisp air. Straight gold-red hair the color of copper wire hung in loose streams over her shoulders. Her eyes were large and very green, like emerald cabochons. Her dark lashes were spiky with moisture. Had she been crying? Rocco ignored that likelihood, focusing instead on the fact that good old Kit had given him a poor description of his half-sister all these years. She wasn't anything like a red-headed, freckle-faced monster. As she looked at him, those green gemstones narrowed.